Drama Ni, the K-Drama After Party podcast, is exactly the party you need to attend. Every Tuesday, I, your host, Drama Ni, will be talking about the dramas I'm currently watching or have watched and just unloading all the thoughts I have around them. So, with that being said, grab yourself a drink and let us get this party started. Welcome, welcome to the first ever episode of the podcast. Uh, I am excited. I'm excited to be recording this. I've wanted to do this podcast now for for a couple of years, and it's <laughs> it makes me so happy to finally be here, um, to be at this point where I'm actually recording it. Uh, so a bit about me. I am, I'm just a K-drama lover, um, I've been a serious watcher now for about 13 years. I, like I mentioned earlier, I was, I've always wanted to start a podcast. And because I wanted to just create a space where people like me who watch and love K-drama can just nerd out and just talk. I, I don't necessarily do reviews of K-dramas. I'm just talking. I'm just watching and talking. And if you're someone who uh, are watching the K-dramas and watching or even not watching them, I just want to hear someone talk about their feeling, their thoughts and as they watch this drama or uh, what's the word I'm looking for? What is the word? Does that ever happen to you where you're mid-sentence and it's like the most basic thing and you can't think of it? Um, I just want to create a space where I can just talk about K-dramas. It's really for me. <laughs> you're coming along. <laughs> This party is for me, okay? And you're just invited to it, okay? Um, so I, I'm glad I'm finally here. I can't say that enough. Um, outside of K-dramas, I do love K-pop, the K-pop genre. But I stopped really following it probably in 2016. Um, it is what it is. Um, but I do have a list of groups uh, that I still listen to their old stuff or we watch anything they drop basically second gen groups uh most of them are either disbanded or they make music every blue moon cuff cuff big bang uh stream still live um <laughs> uh, and then to go back to k-drama space my first ever k-drama was the dreaded boys of flowers everyone says this but i watched it when it came out <laughs> um i was 16 and uh, it's the first drummer as that I really watched like start to finish because before that age I would just watch things but never really like I wouldn't come back and continue to watch uh but that was the first k-drama that I watched start to finish and I loved it and thought it was so romantic I was team um Godumpio and Dandy uh I, I didn't have second middle lead syndrome at all um but I was young it's either I was young and dumb or just chose to ignore all of the toxicity in the main leads relationship, but I can't go back in the past um, <laughs> to undo any of my um, actions of love for that drama, but it is what it is, you know? Um, <laughs> my first Korean film was 200 Pounds Beauty. 
I have not rewatched that in years. Um, I honestly haven't even watched it since I watched it. Uh, so I don't know if there's any uh, toxic, problematic elements. But there really isn't anything I can do about problematic elements being in TV shows that I've that I enjoyed in the past or I liked in the past. Because at the end of the day, humans are problematic. So if TV is supposed to be some percentage of representation of the human race, well, they're doing it right. Um, but I'll, I'm down to rewatch that movie, um, maybe sometime in the future and see if there's anything to break down there and to go back again (laughs) to the K-pop aspect. My top three K-pop groups are Big Bang, 21 and Shiny in that exact order. Um, and we'll say honorary mentions, FT Island, 2PM, Sistar, Gina, but we're not going to go there. <laughs> um, Girls Day, B2B, EIE. And my final, this is a very long a bit about me, but I just want to get this out of the way. Uh, but my final section under my about me section <laughs> is the unpopular opinion. There's a lot of people that loved Goblin. I didn't get the hype. Um, I've tried watching that series several times and I could not get into it I love Gongyu so I always try to watch everything he's in and I was able to sit through big but apparently couldn't sit through goblin I don't know why (laughs) I just couldn't watch it um but a big shout out to social media because i basically know the core of the things that happens in it without needing to give them give the show 16 plus hours of my life so that definitely counts as watching it right (laughs) anyways that's just a bit about myself we'll learn more as we get to hang out more together and chat every week um but with that being said Uh, We're going to go into today's, the core of today's episodes, which is just me word vomiting my everything that comes to mind in the dramas I've been watching. So we're going to be talking about four dramas today. Initially, it was supposed to be six, but I still work full time and I don't have work-life balance, so I wasn't able to get to watch the two dramas yet, but we'll talk about it in next week's episode. Um, I will just be a bit behind, but we'll, we'll talk about it then. Um, and there are going to be two corners in this episode too, just to help give a little bit of break. Uh, the first corner is going to be Anise K-Drama Nostalgia, and this would be me recommending, um, K-Dramas that aired between 2007 and 2018. Uh, disclaimer... If these K-dramas are problematic or have toxic elements or whatever the case may be, um, just understand that I've mostly watched some of those dramas once. And if I rewatch them, I would probably watch them when it aired. Um, And so I'm not going back to re-review and see, right, if there's anything that I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't recommend this. Um, I'm going based off of the nostalgia feeling they give me when I think about them and think about K-dramas from that time frame are so different from K-dramas now. 
So that's what that corner is going to be discussing, just giving recommendations of nostalgic K-dramas. And for some of you, you might have already seen most of the dramas I recommend, and it would just be a nostalgic moment for you as you remember it. Um, And then the other corner is the life of the party. So uh, basically the scene of the week, you know? Like, what scene came to the party? What scene turned out? What scene showed out? Like, what scene stood out the most to me of all the dramas I watched that week? So, with that being said, we're going to go right back into the K-dramas that I watched this week. Uh, The first drama is Revenge and Revenge and Marriages. Uh, This is a Netflix drama. It already completely aired. Um, They released all the episodes the same day um, on July, excuse me, on July 15th. So you can watch it on Netflix. I know I already said that, but I'm repeating that (laughs) because I don't trust myself. I don't don't trust my memory that I did say that. Uh, Remarriage and Desires is a K-drama series starring Kimi Sun and Hee Hyun-wook. It tells the story of So So Hae-sung, who lost everything in an instant after living as a middle-class housewife in Gangnam, through an exclusive matchmaking agency that caters to the ultra-rich, she plots revenge against her ex-husband's skimming. Whoa. Skimming mistress. <laughs> um, so I finished this drama completely. It was only eight episodes, and I guess I had the time. <laughs> Maybe I should have spread myself so I could have watched all six dramas instead of giving one drama eight-plus hours. But it was eight episodes long, and I'll give a really fast, brief, just overview of the drama. So, so his song's husband, ex-husband, um, committed suicide by jumping off of the roof of his work building. Uh, before doing so, he had, already, he had asked Soe Song for uh, um, a divorce because he fell in love with his co-worker and was going to marry her. Um, but this is mistress, because that's what we're going to call her, because he was still married. Uh, his mistress basically was scheming, um, stealing from the company, um, and when she was confronted by some of the actions that the audit team found, her best thing to do, and what she already planned to do anyways, if it ever became an issue, was to put it on the husband, on So Sung's husband, and basically say he did it, and also, she, on top of that, she accused him of our word in her, like sexually assaulting her and forcing himself on her, um and yeah <laughs> and so it's not funny I didn't laugh because of that I, I get I do anxiety laughs as well when I don't like I feel awkward and I'm recording by myself so I <laughs> don't know what's making me feel awkward uh but yeah so he obviously everything was coming down on him and he doesn't look like anyone was going to believe him this was going to become a, a big case his family's going to be dragged into it his daughter his child so he and he felt really betrayed by the woman he fell for and loved and thought that he could start a new life with. So he ended up committing suicide by jumping off the roof of his office. And so Sung obviously, she lost everything for the most part, but she, she had her daughter. Uh, and she just had to figure out how to sort of get through life 
um, try to get a job and take care of her kid. Um, and somewhere in the midst of that, she stumbles upon this mistress again, but they stum- stumble upon each other at this matchmaking agency. Um, so Hey Sung's mom, I bought her membership to that matchmaking agency agency called Rex. And it was a very expensive membership fee. And she was at like the bottom totem. I'm like, ma'am, grandmother, mother, your daughter and your granddaughter are literally paycheck to paycheck. If you had $20,000 to drop on a matchmaking agency, you should just give it to your family so they can get out of debt. Like, let's worry about the present. But I guess her mother was trying to get her married because if he has a husband, there will be another person supporting. And hopefully if he's rich, then that will be like no problems moving forward. Um, Rex obviously handles all of the matchmaking and marriage connections for like the chables, the rich, rich, rich mother effers. Um, and so when she goes into Rex to cancel her membership, she stumbles upon uh, this the mistress. And then that's when everything just went left. She's like, what? After ruining my family and and tearing us apart, you over here trying to live a better life and trap a rich man? No. Not on my watch. So she set in a mission to get revenge, and stop the mistress from finding happiness. I personally, I mean, I watched the entire series. I, I would, I, how do I say this? I had moments where I was frustrated, and I think towards the end, I was just like over it. (laughs) Um, I, so, I don't know anyone out there watched Penthouse, um, I watched season one and that was enough for me. Um, I think they made it to like season three or something or four. I think it was three. I don't know how they made it that far, but people love to drama. My, like, I get so frustrated if, and I love revenge dramas, but it's hard for me to watch. Cause like the bad guys do the most terrible things and then the good guys are like losing. And obviously, you know, there's going to be a big winning thing at the end, but like, I have to grit my teeth through everything. I'm like, she should have slapped us, B. <laughs> like, the way the mistress be, be talking to her crazy, I'm like, honestly, beat her up. Beat her the F up. Because why are you letting her talk to you like this? Like, does she have no shame? Why you? Why does she feel strong enough to come at you like this? But I, I don't know. If I was in that scenario, what I do? I've never been in a fight before, so I, I'm, I'm just... I just talk big, um, but, <laughs> but yeah, she goes on this, like, I'm going to stop her from being happy, and so one of the first things for me that I was just like, girl, what is you doing? Um, so Rex, the matchmaking agency, uh, there's a lot of politics there, too, because people are bribing people to try and get connected and hooked up with the richest of richest and I think the richest groups of like members are like black level or black label black suites um and so each matchmaking person who's wanting to get connected has like a manager who's in charge of their like account and every one of them is bribing their manager to get information insights and get a way to like find a way to get in front of 
one of the black level member layer or whatever. Um, the mistress is just awful. I've seen worse, but she's still awful. Awful is awful. Whether there's a worse version of it, it's still awful. I went to. I just want to slap her every time she was in the scene. I just, oh, she annoyed me. She irritated the heck out of me. Um, and, and so she's trying to get um, connected to the CEO of a gaming company, which is he E Hyun Wook's character. Um, side note, he. Hyun Wook was the bad guy, and I stand by that, and it's obvious as well. He was the bad guy in Mine, um, the kid drama Mine, which you can watch on Netflix. Um, he was a terrible, just awful husband, and I disliked him. Like, I disliked his character here and in that drama, and in this drama, he's playing a slightly different character. I didn't necessarily dislike him, but I, I don't know. I I mean, it, it it is what it is. He was there. Like, I wasn't, like, gung-ho for him, but I didn't hate him. He didn't do anything to make me dislike his character. Um, but the mistress is trying to get hooked up with he, um, he, Hyun Wook's character, whose name I don't even remember. Um, and I'm barely saying uh, so Hae-sung he, properly, so... Uh, and so she's trying to get connected with him. So she's, she's playing all the games, bribing her manager, trying to find ways to get in front of him. And obviously the head of the matchmaking agency, that woman is something else. Um, she has a group of, like, she has her plans of who she's going to actually end up signing up with Hyun Wook's character. They're all playing games. Everyone's playing games. Everyone's playing mother effing games. So she decides to host a, a mask party where everyone is going to come in, they're going to have, um, like, Greek god and goddess names, um, but no one's going to know who anyone is so that they can just get to know each other without just, like, chasing after the price tag of someone's paycheck or salary. Um, and so, obviously, the mistress is bribing the managers at the matchmaking agency to try and get to know what the ID or name of um, Hyun Wook's character, the CEO, is going to be so she can look for that. Um, the agency CEO knows that's what's happening, so she swaps them. <laughs> she swaps the um, IDs with the um, ex-boyfriend of So Hee-sung, who she did, like, when, obviously, when, before she got married. Um, they did it, um, and, but his dad is also rich, so that's how he's able to be at that party. So they all come in masking us at that party. What makes me triggered by this is that So Hyun-sung's like best plan was to get invited to that party and go tell everyone the story of how the mistress ruined their family. That was this lady's master plan. Was to tattle tale in front of a bunch of rich entitled people. Yeah. <laughs> because they'd care. I'm just like, lady, like, you need to watch some K-dramas if you want to learn how to plan revenge. Um, I don't really want to spend any more time <laughs> on this drama. Uh, at the end of the day, I think for me, watching this, I had moments where I'm like, I want to see how this ends. And then I had moments where I'm just like, oh, can this just end already? Because I'm just tired. Um, and then I had moments of, 
wait, how did we get here? Is this ending now? And then, oh, it's not ending. So I'm going to skip forward. Okay, I'm not here to give you a play-by-play of this drama. So go watch it. I'm just here to talk. I'm just talking about what's in my head. Um, but she, uh, um, skip forward, I, I, I think Eon's character realizes that the mistress is who she was. Like, um, well, let me backtrack a little bit. LOL. Uh, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. Uh, this is a chaotic podcast. Uh, and this is the theme. This is me, guys. Um, so backtrack. So Hesung tells Hyun Wook's character. I feel like I should Google his name. Let me Google his name because I'm Hyun Wook's character is such a long way of saying. <laughs> I just it would be easier if I just knew his name. Revenge. Oh, not revenge. Remarriage and desire. He Hyung Ju. Okay. And G U He. Jin Yu He. So we'll just say Yu He and Hyung Ju. Okay. And Hei Sung. I'll just say that. Okay. So where was I? So Hei Sung tells Hyung Ju, the CEO, um of the gaming system that the reason why she went to that party the reason why she's doing all this matchmaker stuff is because she's trying to expose and ruin the happiness of the mistress who drove her husband to his death or who played the role whatever the best appropriate way of explaining that in the death of her husband who was just a skimming person who lied accused her husband who is the father of her daughter of aring her are wording her um and it's just yeah like i mean i would definitely want like i want justice not necessarily because i want to protect the man who broke my heart and was willing to leave me for some random person but to protect my daughter because she is still his daughter and he's still her dad and if her dad is being known as this terrible person that he wasn't like morally he wasn't a good husband he broke the vows but in terms of like legally like there's a different thing between being a cheating husband and being a like being called a r-worder and and being called uh, a thief or scheming or scamming your company or whatever the case may be so that one is like that there's a difference there um, but she tells him, but she doesn't tell him the name because at this point, Hyunju's character, the CEO, had gone on a couple of dates with, um, Yuhi, the mistress. Um, it started to fizzle out. Like, I think it started to like, um, Sung, which my biggest thing is that I, when did that happen? <laughs> like, I don't know when he started to have feelings for Sung. It just like happened. It just did he did an action and I was just like, oh wait, you like her? But like how did we get here? So that part was missing, but we we were, they made it clear to us that he liked her now. Not sure <laughs> what happened there. Um but she didn't tell him the name of the the mistress. So he didn't know but he knew that someone like hurt her and her family. Fast forward to the first like gotcha we got you moments where there are this event for the uh Young Juice, CEO, gaming systems company, 
and they unravel that Yuhi is this terrible person who skimmed and stole from the company and accused her husband of XYZ. Um, and the person who helped get that all together and find a witness to co- corroborate what happened was Hyungju. And I'm sitting here like, boo boo the fool, because I'm like, how did, like, what? <laughs> and they obviously gave us a flashback, but I'm just like, I mean, I get it was eight episodes. Like, it's half the size of a standard drama. So maybe that's why they just, like, rushed through some stuff. But it just felt so, like, out of nowhere. That's the point where I thought that maybe um, maybe Sung's character was dreaming about, like, how it would feel to finally expose her to everyone. But no, it was real. So she gets the police come to take her away, put her in prison. I'm like, oh, great, like, this this is it. Like, she's done. And then this girl can figure out if she wants to end up with Hyunjoo, the CEO, or her ex-boyfriend, who is still in love with her. Um, I liked him at the beginning because he was so supportive. And then uh, it became a tiny bit, a tiny bit obsessed, like a tiny, tiny bit. But nothing in comparison to the cousin in Mr. Quinn. He, like, people were like, uh-huh, step-cousin, no, they grew up together as cousins, so they are cousins. He was obsessed with her. Like, he didn't take no for an answer. He, his character drove me crazy. But I diverge, diverge, di- whatever. I'm going back to where I was before. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Hugh, like, you, he gets arrested. I thought that, like, the next storyline to wrap up the series is is Sung, Sung choosing between Hyungju and Sok Jin, which is the name of her ex-boyfriend in the drama. Uh, but no, because Yuhi is the um uh what's the word? Uh <laughs> in the most crass way, the bastard child. I don't like that word, but I can't uh what is the word? Anyways. She's the daughter of this politician who's running for president of Korea. Um, he obviously had her bef- outside of wedlock, so, like, no one knows that he... Ha- illegitimate. O-N-G. I'm so proud of me. Because generally, it would have taken me an hour to figure out the word I was trying to say. But here we are. Um, she is the le- illegitimate daughter of a politician who was... Um, Definitely in the number one running to be the president of the country. Um, so she uses the advantage of that because he <laughs> obviously doesn't want the secret exposed. And for some reason, he thought that like the best thing was to help his daughter out of prison from doing that. So he gets her out of prison and she decides that she's going to one up. She's mad because she won- She like lost to both Haesung and Hyungju. So she decides that she's going to one-up it. She's going to try to destroy Hyungju's company by, I mean, is skimming friend really destroyed in the first place? Who put clauses in their agreement? But that's besides the point. She decides she's going to destroy Hyungju's company and like hurt, and hurt Haesung. But, ooh, that was my chair. The squeaky queen, the screechy queen. Um, but so how did she decide to hurt his Hey Sung's character? No. 
Aisling is the character. She decides that she's going to pay a truck driver because what what revenge drama is there without the truck of death? She's going to pay the truck driver to basically hit Aisling's daughter as she's crossing the street. She does. The girl almost died. She was in the hospital, I think, in a coma or unresponsive. Thankfully, she made it out alive, but she did almost die. All for what? Like, all for what? I was like, that girl needs to go down. They need to lock her away for a long time because she's crazy. She's crazy. And then she's going to force Hyungju to marry her in order to save his company. Um, and anyways, long story short, he didn't marry her. He exposed her and her dad um and the end she ended up with um, you know what I don't even want to talk about the last scene of the drama because she decides they figure it out everyone goes to jail whatever people lose their candidacy xyz then Sung decides that she still doesn't want to get with a ceo because I think his mom was not his mom was not team her either Long story short, she decides she's gonna marry her ex or her ex husband Sok Jin. She's gonna marry him. <laughs> so they go to the the church venue, whatever thing, and then they're like doing the little standing facing each other thing. And homeboy, homeboy Hyungju walks in, and then he switches spaces with Sok Jin, and they ask her to marry him. I'm I'm just like, oh, okay, bye. And then there was the end. So. Would I rewatch? Definitely not. <laughs> um, I like Kimmy Sun, that's why I watched it. Uh but maybe the eight episodes was not didn't help them give justice to drama, or maybe the writer should have written the series to fit into an eight episodes without it feeling like it was missing things. But that's how I feel. Um, uh, but that's that drama. We're gonna go into the next one. And the next one is Big Mouth. <laughs> I was going to say plus row pause, but why? Uh, so Big Mouth is a thriller, mystery K-drama starring Lee Jung-suk and Im Yuna from Girls' Generation. Girls' Generation. I don't know. I wasn't really a fan. Um, it tells the story of an underperforming lawyer who gets cut up in a murder case in order to survive and protect his family, he digs into a huge conspiracy among the privileged upper classes. Another drama about rich people being awful people. I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, so this aired July 29th of this month, so it's really new. Um, it's now run all the way to September 17th, 2022, and it drops on Fridays and Saturdays, and you can watch it on Disney+. Plus web vpn because it's not available on disney plus us so i turn on my my i turn on my vpn and play to south korea and voila it shows up for me and it has subtitles so if you have disney plus and you have a vpn you can watch it or you can watch one of those like kshow123.net drama cool dot whatever if you are if you want to be a bit frisky and put your computer at that risk you know pick choose your choose your choose your option 
and <laughs> I haven't seen an uh, uh, Asian uh, drama in a while. I'll be honest, I've probably seen like two Yuna dramas. I would say one, what, oh, maybe three. Something Rain. It had, what's his name? The main dude from You're Beautiful. The cringiest drama ever. Um, Park Shinye's acting in that drama just ugh, gets me. Uh, I can't remember his name now. <laughs> Dang. Dang. Uh, uh, anyways, that drama she did with him, I didn't finish watching it, uh, but I saw that barely. Um, and the one with Isungi, did that? No, that wasn't her. Yo, you're making things up. And then the one with uh, Yi Changwook, uh, K2. But like, I, I haven't seen a lot of her work, but I've seen a lot of, I've seen. <laughs> I've seen some of Heejun Suk's work, but they're all like older stuff. I haven't seen I haven't seen any like early stuff. I've seen I Hear Your Voice, I've seen School, um, I've seen Pinocchio, <laughs> um, but I haven't seen like the one that he did with Suji. I haven't seen that one, but I wanted to watch this because it was comedy, and I felt like even though it was revenge, it from the trailers I saw it had some comedy aspects, and I knew that everything else I was watching was like very dark. So I wanted to give myself a little bit of like, you know, though it might be revenge and there might be some episodes that are a bit, eh, um, at least <laughs> they have some moments where it's supposed to be comedy. Um, and yeah, so yeah, that's why I decided to watch it. Um, I would say there's, I've only watched two episodes. There were only two episodes at the time I watched it this week. I would say that I enjoyed it. <laughs> the end. That's all I gotta say. That's that's literally all I have to say. I enjoyed it. Um, I, I'm not an expert in figuring out who's a great actor. I just know how people make me feel when I watch it. And I'll convince I feel where I can disconnect the actress from the character. Um, so I'm still, like, I'm not saying Yuna's a great actor. I'm not saying she's a bad actor. She, she's just Miho. <laughs> um, she's just Miho to me. Uh, he just this character is this lawyer who's just terrible at his job. That man don't win, not one case. Um, <laughs> like not uh, well, it appears to be because the only thing I've seen so far is him doing that one case in which he <laughs> he took a loan. Okay, let's fast forward. It appears he isn't won a case, so he's not making money. No company wants to hire him, so he started his own law firm, and he's not winning cases, so he's not making money. Um, so they're in debt, but this man keeps putting them in more debt. So he gets scammed and he and everyone else that gets scammed decides they're going to do a class suit and he decides he's going to be the lawyer for them because his nickname is Big Mouth. Meaning he's all talk. He talks, 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 but no action to back it up. So he makes all his promises that they're going to win this case. He takes out a loan, a massive loan. I think it was like 200 50 million won. That's $150,000. Because he thought he was going to win this case and then they'll be out of debt. Well, guess what? He lost the case. And guess what they still owe? The money he borrowed. Uh, (laughs) She was obviously mad that he lost the case. And so she just like, he kind of like hid. He just said that he was going to stay at the office. But I just want to say, Mio's dad... His that actor 
usually plays characters who are either scheming, who appear to be like the boss, but end up being corrupt or just corrupt from the beginning. But they never on the good side. <laughs> like if I were to see him, I'm sure there are dramas he's done where he's on the good side. But more often than not, like when I first saw, him, I was like, wow, like this man only plays the bad characters. So, so it was just very different to see him playing like what appears to be a good character, like not a skimmer, not a corrupt person, um, and just be this dad who is doting on his daughter's husband, like their best buds, <laughs> and he's like team his daughter. There's a part of the scene in the drama where, um, after she finds out that he lost the case, um, she's mad. They're talking, and I think he mentioned, "Do you think I should be?" I should go into like divorce law and be a divorce lawyer. And she was like, well, yeah, the first case you can do is like get me a divorce <laughs> from you. And so he goes, he goes, uh, well, I mean, fine, but I'll, I, I'll keep your dad because he can't do anything without me. Uh, I just thought it was really cute that like <laughs> that he had a close relationship with his son-in-law um, and he's, that actor is playing a character that I don't have to detest, but it's early days, <laughs> early days, Long Island, Love Island, Long Island. Um, it's early days, so who knows? Because anyone can become anyone in this drama. Um, so he he gets a mystery call, a call from a mayor of a area, town, city in Korea, who wants to bring him on on a case. This mayor tells him to come meet me somewhere in the night. Guys, guys, if someone calls you late at night, tell them to come meet them somewhere in the middle of the woods in nowhere. I'm sorry. I, I'm not going. I don't care what money I'm missing out on. I'm not going. I am too scared and too chicken to even go. So I wouldn't have gone. But he did. And it's the mayor. At first, I thought maybe it wasn't the mayor. <laughs> I thought maybe it was, like, somebody else bringing to, like, cosplaying to be the mayor. But it's the mayor. The mayor wants to take up a case because there's these three people who obviously have power and access to money who are all being arrested and being accused of murdering this professor. Um, but, like, no one, they're all pointing fingers at each other. Uh, so they need a lawyer who just is going to be there for phase. They already have everything schemed out. They just need a lawyer to play it out. Um, and they give he Jones' character, uh, um, he gives him like a retainer envelope money, brown back thing. Um, and he takes the case. He goes home to his wife. She gives her the money. Um, and... He's going to take the case. He goes to the prison. He goes to the prison to go meet his client. And these people are, like, deep, deep, deep inside a prison living a luxury life. Like, you are in prison. You should be reflecting. <laughs> Not just living life like you would when you're outside. Um, so he goes to visit them. I don't know. For me, when I thought underperforming, I just thought, like, not smart. <laughs> Um, he did some not so smart things, but he goes to visit them. He plays it off well. He had a cup that he was drinking out of that I didn't even think any of anything of. I mean, I did low key because I was like, why do they keep showing us this cup? Like, he's drinking coffee, okay? 
Um, so I did recognize, but didn't think more of it other than like why they keep showing it. Um, so when he leaves the meeting, the first meeting with them, um, he puts the cup in the trash can. Surprise, the cup is bugged. He can hear them. And he's hearing them talk. And one of the criminals, because they are criminals, um, is saying that his wife is has the dashboard video from their car of the night of the incident. So what do they do? He jumps his character and the mayor go find a wife who was just attacked by some intruder, which I assume that person was trying to get something. They find a wife. They basically pressure her into giving them the video. She warns Hijinsu's character and says, like, you're going to pay for this. You're going to regret getting involved in this. Um, he watches the video, and sure enough, their mother efforts killed that man. <laughs> and But they're trying to say that they were ordered to do so by this other super rich guy who's, like, way, is like, a higher ruler than they are, and they're his lackeys. But, like, they killed a man. Now, whether someone asked you to do it, you did it. You are a killer. You guys have your reasons. <laughs> you killed someone. Um, and so he sees this video, and guess what this man thinks? He just his character. He just, he just his character decides, I'm going to decide to try to go to the high roller himself, tell him I have this evidence, and have him buy it from me. Then I will just be clean of debt and everything will be okay. He goes to this man's mansion, his vacation home, very unplanned, never done this before, and try to blackmail a high roller who got connects, who got those people willing to take the fall for his supposed ordered kill. And you think you're just going to roll in and he's just going to give you money over a video, a dash cam video where they don't even mention his name. Like his name isn't even mentioned. Of course, the high roller just laughed and said, LOL, tore up his business card. So you're not getting anything from me. Fast forward. He just, this character gets into an accident. Because, <laughs> okay, he goes to dinner with his wife because it's their anniversary and his father-in-law they go to this nice fancy place they have steak he gets a call from a persecutor he's like okay i gotta go you guys enjoy the steak on me i already paid i'm gonna head out he's walking down the hallway some random worker at this big nice restaurant shiny restaurant is like are you heading out he's like yeah she's like here's a cup of coffee on your way and he's like oh thank you i'm like excuse me (laughs) excuse me I don't know. Maybe I would have taken Maybe I would have thought, oh, this is something they do. I don't drink coffee, so I wouldn't have taken it. So, but maybe they would have given me something that they knew I would drink. Um, <laughs> but he took the string from the stranger um, and gets in his car, sips it, and everything gets wild. Vivid colors. Boom. Clot. <laughs> Boom. Clot. A bunch of things. Gets into a terrible accident. Goes to the hospital. Someone else breaks into his car, steals the actual evidence because he kept the dash cam recording in the, you know, the little side handle, the middle thing where people store things like in the front of their car. I don't know what it's called, but he put it in there. Sir, are you okay? Because why do you think that now that you've announced to this big 
important, expensive man that you have potentially incriminating video that you just, you're just going to leave it plain sight. <laughs> I mean, they didn't have to even put you into an accident. They just have to break your car, break into your car and you'll get it. Um, so he wakes up from the accident. He seems fine. He's trying to rush the prosecutor to try to get the case moving because since he can get money, he at least could get fame that could lead to more cases and then he can make money that way. Well, before he could head out, the police show up. Guess what? They're arresting him. Why? Because Muffer had drugs in the system because that coffee was spiked with drugs. So they arrested him, took him to prison, barely there. They're like, oh, you know what? This man is Big Mouse. Not to be confused as Big Mouth. Um, <laughs> Big Mouse is this, like, criminal who just rubs steals from people, steals millions of dollars, is connected to drug, connected to grand, connected to crime, and the police can never catch him. Uh, they go into Hijong Six office, law firm that he runs, and the police go in there, and they're breaking things apart, and they find a shit ton of money, a shit ton of drugs. From what I remember, someone said drugs now for 150,000 people, and just all up in his, in his place. Um, so now everyone thinks he's the mastermind big mouse but when he gets to jail they take him down to the little basement where those rich criminals are they obviously know that he tried to sell him out so they said they're gonna kill him they said they hung him up and homeboy looked like he was gonna die which obviously i knew it wasn't because how are you gonna lead the drama <laughs> how are you gonna be the lead of the drama did um and it's not a ghost drama, so I know you ain't going to die. Uh, so they, they, the intent was to kill him because when you're in prison, it's a lawless place because where else are they going to send you? They're going to they're gonna send you to where you're at. So people do whatever they want. Um, and they, uh, he appears to no longer be breathing. Uh, and in the same time frame of this going on, High roller dude, they let us know that he had been scammed of a hundred billion one or a hundred million one. I don't know. Something that was a lot of money. Definitely a hundred million dollars or a hundred billion dollars. Um, and he was scammed by Big Mouse. So when the article and the news are showing Hegens' character as Big Mouse, he was like, Hold up. We can't kill this man. I have to call these people off because he got my money. I need him alive so you can tell me where the F my money is. So he calls up the prison and said, please save him. You can't kill him because he's big mouth and he has my money and I need my money. So they get ER people. They bring him back to life. He's alive, whatever. Um, And now he's just in prison. <laughs> They're trying to figure out how to save him. His wife, that is Miho, is like running down trying to figure out how to help him out, save him, all that good jazz um and he decides that he's done he's gonna give up he wants to die um but he has such great fortune that he's not able to unalive himself so his next choice is have somebody else kill him because he's in prison with a bunch of criminals who have anger issues so it shouldn't be difficult so first thing he does it goes to this scary gang member-esque type guy who's like the big man on campus and tries to provoke him to 
for that guy to basically stab him, kill him, whatever. And in his provoking nature, this man, this can't gang big boss around the jail period, jail place, rushes him and he jumps his character, punches him, knocked that man <laughs> like over the table, man's bleeding from his head. I'm sitting here and I'm just like, where did this come from? And he seems shook too. He's like, I never hit someone before. So that obviously failed because he knocked that guy out. Everyone is now a little bit more fearful of him. So he said, okay, what's my next bet? My next bet is, you know what? I'm going to go talk to this psycho killer who killed like 12 women. Um, and when he came to prison, it bit off the ear of his prison mates jail me and chewed it like nothing and swallowed it so it's like oh that that's definitely a psycho so i'll, I'll go check him out <laughs> so he goes to provoke him he's saying all these things and he starts talking about his mom and this man brings out a knife like he's gonna stab him he's like yeah stab me and uh, something your mom your mom your mom <laughs> i thought he was i think he was trying to trigger him it didn't work because own boy psycho burst into tears so another fail at getting someone to on the life him so he hears that somebody tried to escape and they shot that person dead. So his next plan is to escape. So the last scene of the drama is him escaping or trying to escape, getting to the little front yard thing, surrounded by a bunch of security guards, prison guards. And then at the top of the tower, you have like a guy with a gun in hand and he's screaming, shoot me, shoot me, shoot me. And then they end the scene. Obviously he's not going to get shot. And if he gets shot, it's, going to like not be deadly um i am honestly looking forward to um to figuring out who big mouse is um i i really hope it doesn't end up being like a thing where it's e jung-suk's character or it's his wife miho or his dad for not his dad his father-in-law omg oh my gosh if it's his father-in-law he's playing the same character that i thought he was (laughs) I don't know. I think, like, it reminds me of the drama Mouse, if you haven't seen it, um, where you're just like, okay, who who is the criminal? Uh, but I I have a feeling that it's not Heejun's character. I feel like it's, like, either it'd be very interesting if it ends up being Yuna's character, his wife, or if it ends up being his father-in-law. That wouldn't be interesting because I'm like, okay, sorry, you're playing another <laughs> another terrible character or his friend his friend the attorney but i'm gonna need to see more it's like two episodes i'm gonna need to see more but that's my guess it's gonna be everyone else but he jokes <laughs> um it should be interesting to see how this plays out how long i i'm assuming it's gonna be in prison for most of the series and just trying to stay alive while his wife friend dad and his father-in-law track down what really happened to him um, this is taking a lot longer than I planned because I said I wasn't going to break down what happened and here I am doing exactly that for the most part. Um, we're going to take, we're going to segue into the first corner of today's episode, which is the Unease K-Drama Nostalgia. And just a reminder, it's a recommendation of a drama from 2007 to that aired anytime between 2007 to 2018. And today's drama is Protect My Boss. Um, Protect My Boss is a 2011 South Korean workplace romantic comedy uh, starring Choi Kang-hee, Ji-sung, Kim Jae-jung, and Wang Ji-hae. 
um, Choi Kang Hee plays a woman who basically was struggling to find a job, find a career because you know she was a she was uh, she 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 was getting into fights in high school, so she didn't really get have much of a resume. But she lands a job as a secretary at this like company, the secretary to the son of the CEO. Uh, and then Ji Sung's character is obviously son of CEO. He's a chibol. Um, so is attractive and works for the company that obviously his dad runs. Um, but he doesn't really like, he's not interested in the company. He's only doing it because his dad is a bully. His dad is a freaking bully. Um, so he's only doing that. And he has a, he has a fear of public speaking, uh, and a fear of crowds and a fear of being around strangers and he gets panic attacks. Um, and no one knows that he has all of these things. He just avoids working. That's why it comes off. But like, he's avoiding it because he has a like he actually has a phobia. Um, but no one knows that. People, his dad just thinks he's slacking off. Uh, and he's also a germaphobe. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it just goes. It just tells a story of their interaction um, and them falling for each other, and then all of the second female lead. I do want to say this. Wang Jiehei, there was a time in my life where she was the second female lead in a lot of dramas. And I always thought she was pretty. The end. Uh, go watch it. You can watch it on Viki. It's available on Viki or any of those other sites. Be cautious of what you invite into your laptop website. <laughs> um, I recommend it. It just, like, thinking about it just gives me that nostalgia feeling of, like, how I felt when I watched it, like, 11 years. Oh, my gosh. Wow. It's been so long. Time is gone. Um, and, yeah, so that's today's recommendation or this week's recommendation. We're going to move on to the next drama, which coincidentally is starring Jisong. Um, it is called Adamas. Adamas is a thriller mystery K-drama series starring Jisong and Sa Jie. It tells a story of twin brothers fighting against evil to unveil the truth beyond a murder that happened 22 years ago in order to clear their biological father's charges, who was accused of killing their stepfather. This um, was released on July 27, 2022. will run all the way to September. It drops on Wednesdays and Thursdays, and you can watch it on Disney Plus with VPN. Um... I was only able to watch the first episode, so we'll talk about the second episode next week. Um, one, I love me some G Song, okay? I, the last drama I watched was Devil Judge, and I enjoyed that. Whatever you have to say about that, keep it to yourself. Um, and so once I saw that he was coming out with this, I was like, yes. I don't even know, I don't need to know the plot, yes. Now there's two, there's two G Song? What? Um, I think that I'm not going to break this one down. Like, if you're not watching it, it's not too late. <laughs> it's really not. Because uh, <laughs> there's barely, I think there's, there's by the time this drops, there's probably, there's probably only three episodes out. Um, but it's going to be interesting for me. I think I'm going to enjoy it, but it's not going to be like the comedy that Big Mouth is, where it's like you're still trying to track down like, someone is obviously setting you up. In this case, their step, their biological dad was set up, set up for killing their stepfather. Um, this is a more, like, dark 
feel of a drama, like dark. Um, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I, I like it so far. I've only seen one episode. I just know that I'm about to go on a journey that isn't going to be fun. When I mean fun, I mean, I generally want, I generally want the bad guys to be like apprehended, like stabbed. And the way, the way the, um, Hey Song, whatever the name of the company is, and the house that Ji Song's character, but the writer twin that went into that home, that house is something else. I'm scared for him. Like, I'm legitimately scared for the writer, the writer twin. I, he obviously went in there with intentions to, like, he called on faster that there is a underneath reasoning for why his biological dad is in prison for the murder of his stepfather. So he's trying to find something. We don't know what, but I know it has something to do with the chairman the CEO of Heysong, whatever that company is. Um, again, yet again, rich people. Figure out how to be rich and enjoy your money and be decent. Rich people in K-dramas, sorry. Not rich people in real life. I'm sure people are people. <laughs> people are bad, poor or rich. Um, the prosecutor tween is still like, I don't know, I guess... I don't know, man. I think I'm going to have to watch more than one episode. I just have a lot of questions already. Like, does does the writer think his biological dad was framed? Because that must be why he went to that home. Because it seems like he's looking for something. Um, and he seems planned out. Because he tells his twin that he's going to be gone. He can't, like, he won't be able to contact him. But he'll call him. And the twin, obviously, is just like, okay, cool. But, like, this man is walking into the devil's home. A devil's home that is just run very weird. It's such, I wouldn't want to work there. I'm like, why did you choose to work here? Like, this is the kind of place that you you can't leave on your own. If you want to leave, you die. <laughs> um, but I'm interested in knowing, because there was a scene, the scene where he was at the, I don't know which twin it was. Honestly, don't know. Um, I think I need to watch a, a few more episodes to like be able to fully tell the difference, like based off of behavior, personality, dressing style of who's who. But in one of the scenes, a twin was at their mother's deathbed where the mother was telling them, telling that twin person that their dad didn't kill their stepfather. And then she died before she could say more. So I don't know if that twin told the other twin because it looks like it seems like the writer twin <laughs> has a sense and has figured out who is at fault or who is the mastermind or who's the driver of whatever happens to our family. But it looks like the prosecutor twin is still trying to figure it out with homegirl reporter who is giving him like details of like, this is why I think that this was a frame job. And they need to figure this all out before the terrible guy who is running for president who by the way is under the ro- under the umbrella of the chairman dude everyone is signing together so it's going to be a battle between the twins and the chairman and his people 
and I know they're going to win because they don't win. I'm flying to Korea, and I'm finding the writers and saying, how dare you? How dare you make me sit through this entire series for them twins to not win? There's two G-songs. What you mean? One G-song won in Defendants. Is it called Defendant? Was it called Defendants? Whatever that was called. One G-song won. You tell me two G-song can't win against the table? Like, I will fight. <laughs> I will fight. I will get on the plane so quick and fight. Um, I... I'm looking forward to watching it. I think this is going to be a very interesting drama and less comedy and more like dark thriller mystery. And so I want to know, I mean, I already know the chairman has something to do with it. And I'd be surprised if he didn't have something to do with it, but like he did, he does. That man plays nothing but evil. Okay. <laughs> so, so yeah. And with the way he has his home set up and how people are, are allowed to be in the house and the mansion, the compound, whatever, and the whole security. Like, everything is given, like, you're a terrible man. The end. Because why does someone need this much control? Whatever. It is what it is. I'm going to wait and see. Um, I wish I watched episode two because I feel like that would tie, tie it in more for me. But the writer twin is very intriguing. There's so much going on in his brain that I'm just like, Whenever a character is, like, so smart like that, they'd be winning and getting their way, and then they will, like, there will be a misstep somewhere. I just hope the misstep doesn't make me mad. <laughs> like, it doesn't, like, take him. The misstep doesn't take him several steps back, I just hope. Um, but that was Adamus. And the final drama of the day is... Woo to the young to the woo! <laughs> uh, extraordinary attorney woo. Uh... It, <laughs> Sorry, I just, I hate myself for doing that. And I did it so cringe, too. Um, this is a legal K-drama. And anyone that knows me know I love me a legal series. A legal K-drama starring Pak Hyun Bin, Kang Tae-ho. And it tells the story of Woo Young-woo, an autistic lawyer, as she tackles challenges in the courtroom and beyond as a newbie at a top law firm and as a woman on the aut- autism spectrum. The first thing I got to say about this drama is homegirl, Woo Young-woo's mom, Taesun, the lawyer lady. Girl, did you not learn your lesson from Pinocchio? You can't be abandoning your child so you can have a different life. Okay, because that child's going to end up coming into the career you're in and then you're going to have to face it. Just like Pinocchio, homegirl Pak Shanae's character, decided to be a reporter so she can be all up in your face. And now, here we are with Woo Young-woo's character, and guess what? You a lawyer, she a lawyer. And now y'all in each other's face. I, <laughs> I have enjoyed, really enjoyed this drama. I, I personally don't know anyone personally like that I interact with daily that is on the autism spectrum so I can't really speak to her portrayal of an artistic character but from what I've read and what I've heard she does a really good job of portraying it um I am and for me like William was so pretty (laughs) uh so pretty 
Um, and I, I don't know. It just makes me happy when I watch it. And I love like legal series, which is why I love the original and order. Cause they really focus on the, the court part of things. So having to like have a series of like different, uh, different cases they work on every episode or every drop is like, it just makes me happy entirely. Um, and Kang Tae-ho's character, I think it's what, Juno? <laughs> yeah, that's all. That's all I have to say. I don't know that I, I, I don't know that I have an attraction to Kang Tae-ho, the actor. I have an attraction to he Juno, the character. That character could get it. He, like... Those people don't like someone like that doesn't exist in real life. Like, come on, it's too good to be true. <laughs> um, I, I just have to say, Taesumi, the last episode I watched, your ass was trying to get Wu Young Wook's dad, okay, who you left with your child to take care of. You're trying to get him now that she's come into the law space and you're trying to run for chief supreme, trying to go to the blue house. You think that you're going to convince her dad to send her off to Boston so that you can avoid the scandal. Are you kidding me, madam? Miss girl, William won't found love. She found a company that lets her do what are best and kill it at lawyering, lawyering, I've been a lawyer. And here you come, forgetting to be a mother and out of nowhere demanding things for your for your own career. Like, you really don't change, do you? <laughs> I don't know why I keep acting like she's the same mom. I mean, the the actress plays this is this plays the mom in Pinocchio, but the character in Pinocchio is not the same character in. But they they just. I saw her and I was just like, ma'am, I'm going to need you to learn how to stay in your family's lives. <laughs> um, and, of course, the most annoying character in the entire universe. I'm not even going to give him the luxury of me saying his name. And it not, it's not because I don't remember the character's name. Um, all I know is he has insecurities that he needs to focus elsewhere. He's mad that Young Wu gets a job at the company because her dad knows the CEO of the law firm. Well, let me explain this to you. Homegirl was top of her class, went to a great university, has a law degree, and the only reason why she's not getting a job is because she's on the autism spectrum. She already isn't in the same playing field as you okay she already has been discriminated against <laughs> so i am sorry that your ass is burnt is burnt <laughs> your ass is but hurt that she has connections um i don't i don't care what anyone has to say i don't think there was anything wrong with her getting that job it's life Life giving her the shit hand of the stick by society ignoring her when she has a full-on degree. 
I don't care. But he cares. He's obsessed with it. And now he's obsessed with tracking down information and is going to be involved in everything that unravels with her mom and her and the politics stuff she's getting into because he can't focus on being a lawyer. Worry about yourself, man. Worry about yourself. I say all this to say I'm really super, super, duper, duper enjoying this drama and I can't wait for the next of episodes because now that they've kissed, now that they've kissed, I can't wait for the lovey-dovey interactions to ensue. Homegirl, Wu Young Woo. Young Woo, y'all. Wu Young Woo. Okay. I'm going to need you to act like a girl in love. Don't just revert back to you. Okay. Uh, I I honestly have nothing else to say. I'm enjoying it, but it definitely feels like drama beyond just the court cases is about to ensue. That's what it feels like. And I'm okay with it because if my girl going to come out on top, let's get this battle out of the way so we can focus on the romance. Um, And that's the last drama um, of this week. And the final corner of today's episode is the life of the party corner. A personally for me, personally, the scene where Wu Young Woo and Lee Jun finally kiss. It's so cute because she like goes in for the kiss and then she's like, oh, our teeth supposed to be like smashing against each other. And he's like, no, if you like slightly open your mouth. And like, I was like, oh cute mostly because there's <laughs> because everything else I was watching was just there's it wasn't giving cute it was giving like dramatic <laughs> and so for me that like that was that scene made me like giggle it made, made me like smile have butterflies because it's it's like perfectly the way I would envision your first kiss would be um so <laughs> I can't wait. I honestly can't wait. I'm looking forward to um I'm looking forward to watching my episodes and to give my to give the drama in order of like how I enjoyed them. Extraordinary Attorney Woo is number one. And <laughs> I would say um Adamas is number two for me. Even though I only watched one episode, I really liked the episode. I'm just I don't know what my thoughts are <laughs> about it yet. And then Big Mouth, and then, of course, Revenge. Uh, not re- I keep saying Revenge. Remarriages and Desires. Uh, and that is all for today's episode. Uh, well, party people, today's party is over now. So time for y'all to go home. <laughs> Thank you so, so much for partying with Dramani today. Uh, and me. <laughs> uh you know where the after after party that never ends is at right like someone told you you got the hookup ah uh well it's over at www.dramani.com that is d-e-d-e-u-r-a-m-a-u-n-n-i-e.com go get you some stickers pins keychains totes art prints and etc and once you receive them tag me so i can see how you guys love your orders i really hope you do i put in 
effort and time into it and i'm hoping that you guys enjoy them so i would love to see them once you receive them send like tag me take a picture tag me on them just say hey honey i got my pins it's so great i put on my tote bag <laughs> and as always you can continue to connect with me on instagram tiktok twitter at drama and i will see you all next tuesday Ah! <gasps>